This is the Rebel Scum Podcast. Available in video on YouTube and audio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every week, Brock and James talk the latest rumors, news, and theories from a galaxy far, far away. Support us on Patreon for exclusive offers and join the Star Wars discussion. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. You're always scum. Rebel Scum. Rebel Scum Podcast. I'm Brock. This is James. I'm James coming to you on this side of the globe with <laughs> where nothing technologically works. Episode 275, still got it going on. <laughs> you know what's funny is we've been trying to do this for a half hour. Probably. You and I have been trying to go fast. And, and look how, like, okay, the cam- camera aside, okay, because I didn't plug in my camera. All right. All right. But that aside, how much smoother is this than the last computer? I switched computers, and it's like night and day. Like, mm-hmm. oh. I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed, Brock. <laughs> this guy's annoyed. So anyway, I think I'll have to do it from this computer going forward. We'll nice. see what happens there. Anyway, Rebels Good Podcast, Star Wars. Boom. So before we get started, you know that I've joined the TikTok community. Uh, <laughs> I'm the geriatric TikTok. What they call it. But guess who else just joined TikTok? Who? Star oh. Wars. Star yes. Wars officially joined the TikTokers. And uh, I noticed that our good friend Cam Ray um, like immediately commented on their post. Uh, for those of you on TikTok, follow Cam Ray Semi Productions. It is uh, fantastic. I just make pizza, but their first post though was, of course, everyone Kenobi saying hello there. Three. Oh, that's what you sent me. Yes, that's the first, and their only that is their only TikTok as of right now mm. is Obi Wan Kenobi. Hello there, hello there, hello there. That's all it is. Anyway, wanted to get that out of the way. How you doing? Not too bad. I have officially finished the first three books, I think. I was actually, I keep meaning to check this. The first three books of the new phase of High Republic, and it was uh, pretty good. Um, just double checking here. Yeah, so in chronicle, chronological orders, Quest for the Hidden City by George Mann read that one. Uh, Path of Deceit by Tessa Grattan, Justina Ireland, and then uh, Convergence by Zoretta Cordova. Those are the three I read. And then I think there's comics, which I did not read. Battle of Jedha, which is a audio Ooh. thing. I think that you can read the script now. So that I haven't done that. So yeah, no, I think I'm more, yeah, I'm more or less caught up just not reading the comics. I'm going to say Path of Deceit, probably the best one, has a really good ending. All the characters are really, really interesting, but still, James, I do not know why they have done this. <laughs> I still don't understand why they went to all this trouble to make a first phase that ends in kind of a cliffhanger, and then they shoot a hundred years before that. Is there connections? Yes. Do they seem important yet? No. <laughs> are the stories good? Yes. <laughs> so that 
I'm curious if they're going to go back to it because the one thing that I loved about this idea of the High Republic was that they had this brain trust group that was going to work on it. It was going to be a thing. But it feels like, I don't know, it feels like they're just like, well, we'll go back to the beginning because that's what Lucas yeah. did. And it's, it's, instead of taking it on their own trajectory in, in a way. I here's okay, Brock, here's the thing. And I wanted to do a, so I wanted to do a video with Andrew uh Fantasia. You might have heard of him. Months ago I wanted to do yeah. video. I don't I don't want to do it anymore. Because I we've talked about this where I have zero interest in Avatar. But he's obsessed with Avatar. <laughs> and I said before the second one even came out, I said, you know what we should do? We should do a video where you go and see it, you're gonna love it. But then after that we do a video where you try to convince me to go see Avatar too. Because I don't want to. I'm not, like I said, I'm not, like, against, I'm sure, like, I mean, nominated for Best Pictures, making two bazillion dollars, whatever. Convince me to, to go see it. So, I'm doing, so I want you right now, bro, because we haven't talked about this. Convince me why I should read High Republic at all. Like, I haven't started it. I haven't read one High Republic. I know that Brie Larson is the main character, so they'll never make it live action, because every geek hates Brie Larson, but secretly, secretly is in love with her. So I want to know, I want you to convince me why I should read the High Republic? The, that's funny that you ask it because, like, I almost said this, but I didn't want to get like I didn't want to like dominate the conversation. But like, I think the only reason for Star Wars fans to read High Republic right now is like, what if we read a what we if we had a story that had no Skywalkers, no Darth Vader, no Palpatine? Would that be good? Or like? If we had a different type of Jedi, like it's still the Jedi, but it's a different era of the Jedi, right? So that's different. And there's no Sith, right? Um, that is why you would read this. Because it's like, it's kind of proof of like, you know, you could just have any random characters. The galaxy itself and the vibe of the galaxy is what makes it Star Wars, which, yes, the, the force is important to it. But like... It is successful in that where you're like, you don't need a Luke Skywalker. You don't need an Anakin Skywalker to make a good Star Wars story. And these books, phase one and two, prove that pretty well. They're not all good, but some are like really, really like, ooh. Like some of them are slow to start. Paths of Deceit, kind of a slow start. Interesting concept. But then it ends. You're like, whoa, that was cool. So you're, I'm like, I want to read the next book for this part of the series. I will also say, as I've said it, back in the day, you were obsessed with the idea from, I believe, oh, I, forget, I always forget the ones you read, but like there was a lot of talk of like the Church of the Force or like Force cults and stuff like that. There's a group called the Children of the Path or something like that that are in that vein of force zealots or whatever so you might like that part that seems to be a big theme this series isn't that like that's something that they've kind of like and this isn't a fault or anything, but it's kind of like something that they've lost like their way on is is remember there was the, the force the the church of the wills yes and laura santeca was going to be someone who 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 like studied in the church of the force or whatever there's all these like things that we talked about and then they all just kind of like vanished. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. they just kind of like stopped. And I still, I remember when Rogue One came out, 
and uh and Jin Russo has that kyber crystal and i remember a friend brett was like he loved the movie but i remember he was just like well what was the point of seeing the kyber like it didn't there was no point to it and i said well there's no point to it in that movie but we're going to see it in the last jedi and we didn't and then we didn't see it in solo obviously and then we didn't see it in, and it's like it's all there and it's i i like this idea where I, I want them to go more all in on this stuff and i love like rebels really took kyber crystals to the next level level with the death star and stuff like that and i loved it and and um i hope i like to see when star wars embraces star wars a little bit more and i and then that that isn't necessarily luke skywalker darth vader that's all that encompasses star wars and that's why andor is the weakest of all the series that we got <laughs> is that it didn't not, but the thing is, like I say it, but I loved Andor, but it, so it's not, that's not necessarily what makes something good or not, but I still feel like as much as I loved Andor, I'm so much more, not more hyped, I shouldn't say that, but I'm very looking forward to like the accolade where it embraces all aspects of the force and what makes Star Wars, Star Wars. And that's not putting down, I hate that I have to keep saying it does not put down, you know, screw that. It's, if you think I'm putting down Andor, show it up your butt. Like, I'm looking forward to it because I love Star Wars. And I love that all the Star Wars encompasses. Yeah, like that's another thing about like these books. Like it's all Jedi, and it's like <laughs> the golden age of Jedi, where they are legit. Like we're explorers, and we're like we're not our, we're not an army, and we're not really a police force, but like we solve mysteries and map the stars. Like in the first phase, like they're it like hyper the high, hyperspace lanes are kind of more planned out and they're they're expanding to the different like outer rims and the uh unknown zone no not unknown zone uh, <laughs> <laughs> the unknown zone someone's gonna make that's like that's like the muppet version that. of it. and that's what that's like the muppet version of it the yeah. unknown zone. what is it the uh unknown regions unknown regions <laughs> unknown zones better though but uh, this one is 100 years in the future, and they're like, they're like, oh, I, I don't. It's like the galaxy is like being in, in uh, independent waters or whatever it is. If you're stuck out there, you don't half of them don't even know how to get home, sort of thing. So it's a lot of like the there's Jedi's are just pathfinders. So it's like that's kind of cool. But like definitely in Phase One, you see that like like Jedi, and they're like. They're in like white cloaks and then they're like it's all formal and whatever. And it's like, oh, we don't really use our lightsabers except for like formalities. But like I think Agolite's gonna be sick and like making yeah. it seem like sort of like uh it has the vibe of like somewhat somewhat of like a samurai, like sort of I don't know. It feels yeah. like they're going out in the woods and they're gonna duel constantly. So I'm excited for it too. I, I I'm super pumped actually. I like I, we're going to the woods and we're gonna duel in the unknown zone. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> That's what the next uh, animated series should be. It should be called Tales from the Unknown Zone. Is what I that that's what I would like. Unknown zone. The unknown zone. Unknown zone. Unknown but, uh, zone. Hey, did you see the clip from Mando season three? They released a clip today of Mando or yesterday because no. Okay, so the clip is Grief Karga. I'm going to spoil it for you because I don't give a damn right now. Grief Karga talking to Mando. And he goes, hey, Mando. And they shake hands. They're like, hey, yeah, we're having a good time. We're buddy. And I don't know what they say. I've watched it 77 times. But while they're talking, Baby Yoda 
is sitting in a chair spinning in a circle. <laughs> and I'm like, hot damn, I love the Mandalorian. And I, I, I you know what? Because now it's getting real, bro. We have to talk about this. This is not on the rundown. And, and I've shifted gears from the High Republic because you, you might have actually convinced me to read the High Republic based on just Jedi mystery stuff. Um, we're not, we're at a point now where baby Yoda, Grogu, and, and I was going to say baby Yoda and Grogu, but we're, we're Grogu and Din Djarin are together and the next season of Mandalorian is happening and Book of Boba Fett is the series where they met. And I've seen a lot of people being like, but I haven't watched the Book of Boba Fett. Well, first of all, I'll watch it. Um, but now we're at that point where like, this is become, this is going to be an issue now. Remember, we talked about it before, but now it's actually going to become an issue where this season's starting and there will be people who have not seen Book of Boba Fett who have who have watched Mandalorian and Mandalorian season two, skip Book of Boba Fett. Now they're going to start the season and these two are going to be together and then they might not fully understand why. Uh, what are your thoughts and opinions on that? Too bad. I, I just sort of like, you know... Like, let's just pause and remember we used to just have movies. So it's like, if you were like to go to the theater and watch Rise of Skywalker and not watch Last Jedi or like didn't watch New Hope, but you watch Empire Strikes Back, uh, maybe the original trilogies, you can kind of get away with it. But it's like, sorry, you need to watch the second one. Like, <laughs> like there's time. There's totally time. Uh, and, and, I think we said this before. It's like, if you don't want to watch Book of Boba Fett, that's fine. Just watch the last three episodes. Like, you won't yeah. get lost. All you need to know is that Mando goes to help Boba because he's going to take on, like, the, the gangs and Mon Espa. Yeah, I, I made Aaron watch those last three episodes recently. While we were watching Andor, I'm like, I'm like I'll make sure she's watched it. Anyway, but who cares? And I was like, we got to watch these episodes. And she loved them. Those last three episodes, I don't care. I know people, it's like cool to like hate on it. And when the first, I like, you know how I feel about the first four or whatever episodes. But those last three, they're money, man. They're like, yeah. they are Star Wars uh, to a T. And if you don't, I don't know, if you just, if you can't find the warmth in those, maybe, maybe you should stick with uh, the Splatterverse and hashtag Splatterverse to Netflix or something. I don't know. I just, <laughs> that's a favorite hashtag. I just those three episodes to me are like peak Star Wars, not peak mm. Star Wars, but they're pure Star Wars, and they're very enjoyable. And if you like The Mandalorian, there's no way in bologna sandwiches that you wouldn't like those episodes. Yeah, exactly. Like it's really cool. Like if anything, just like what is Book of Boba Fett? Like six, seven hours. It's like it's take nothing. a day and just watch yeah. it. Just watch those last. You know what? Like Disney Plus, what they should do is we're two weeks away now from Mando, two or three weeks away from Mando. What they should do is they should say, hey, hey, watch these three episodes right now. Like they yeah. should push those three episodes in your face right before season. Just, just those three episodes, just push them in your face. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it should be like a part of it's like a video game. It's like you can't go to this level online unless you unlock these other levels. So it's like go do this first. That's it, it drives me nuts though because it's like you know, like no one complain I mean, I can maybe big things don't happen in Marvel like that, but I don't know. We're in a dance like all of this connects. Like Book of Boba Fett is part of the Mandalorian. And like it's part of Ahsoka, it is part of 
whatever. Like that's how it is. Andor is obviously separate, Acolyte separate, but those all live together. And I think Clone Wars, you can even argue, is a part of that now too. So I think, I don't know. I just just watch those episodes. Watch literally watch 80, yeah. 88 minutes or ninety minutes of television. And Cobb Vanth, I didn't buy it today, and now I'm regretting it. Dollarama has a Cobb Vanth Funko Pop for five dollars, <laughs> and it's fifteen at Walmart. And I didn't get it, and I kind of <laughs> wish I did, but I didn't because I don't need it because it's just Boba Fett painted differently. But Cobb Vanth is awesome. Yeah, he is Mickey from Scream Two. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just like I, I don't really, you know, I have to like everything, but like you kind of need to watch those episodes to be up to speed for Mandalorian. And I mean, I can't, I can't uh, tell the future of what's coming on all these like this Mandoverse they're creating, but like I. I feel like Boba Fett's gonna come up a bunch of times. I would be shocked if he didn't get a season two. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's sort of like you're gonna have to deal with it. So it's like, I, I think it's gonna pay off. I think where they want to go, if you read into what yeah. they showed us in the end in Boba Fett, like, like I, I think it's gonna be worth it. So. <laughs> It's like it's all one. It's all one story. Really? The book of Bible Boba Fett was a side story to the main story. Yeah, yeah. So, and but uh, one thing you don't need to watch is Bad Batch because, like, it's wait, it's really. I we didn't do last week because we were both busy. Um, those two episodes that came out last week, which was like, why is there two episodes? It kind of makes sense, but like. They were a step in the right direction, but this week's episode was just again back to nothing to the point that I was watching with Reham and she was like, What is this show? <laughs> I was like, This is the Bad Batch. It's like, she's and then five minutes later, go goes by and she's like, This is boring. <laughs> and I'm like, Yeah, it's like, Who is this girl? It's like, That's Omega. It's like, She's annoying. <laughs> I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> I, I do want to bring something up because I haven't seen it still, obviously. But last yeah. week, there was a lot of SheVP talk because yeah. he made an appearance. On, yeah. So spoilers if you haven't seen Bad Batch. Uh, but he made an appearance on Bad Batch. Now people are saying, people were, I saw this thing, this is so stupid to me, where people were like, Bad Batch is better than Andor because Ugh. Palpatine made an appearance on it. And I do okay. want to say this. <laughs> but I haven't seen it. So I do want to say this. I read what SheVP does in the episode. Right. And I'm like, that's very cool. But I, I'm someone, I'm with Fantasia on this, where I'm all in on seeing Palpatine in Andor. I don't know. Now, I'm not saying we're going to, and I'm saying we have to. But I think there are ways for him to appear. And I don't think Vader needs to be on the show. But I think Palpatine, he fits in there. When we're at the Senate, you have Mon Mothma. He, can, he would know Mon Moth, what Mon Mothma is doing. There are ways to incorporate CVP in there that I think would be very intriguing. I liked what they did in Bad Batch, but I think, I think this one thing that people were saying speaks to the whole Star Wars problem where we like, when we like something, we zero in and then we use it to treat everything around it negatively. Yeah. Like it's, I will say like uh, Palpatine in that episode, I, it made me think at one point I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. This fills in a gap. Actually, I was like thinking about it, It's like, I mean, we've seen him in the cloak constantly, but then seeing him in the cloak in the Senate, 
like and this is relatively close to event uh, revenge of the sith like oh yeah like he probably just told everyone he's like i'm gonna wear this black cloak because the jedi turned on us and scarred yeah. my face and i'm embarrassed and i'm like oh yeah i never really thought about that but then it's just sort of like uh rex even says something it's like oh palpatine tricked us during the clone wars and he continues to outdo us even now because they kind of like stopped that his like one of his admirals that that like took out um what's the place uh where the clones from camino he he was covering it up saying it was like a tidal wave it's like no no you destroyed the entire thing so they could stop making clones and uh it's just sort of like he uses them as a scapegoat scapegoat it's like oh yeah, yeah yeah and then it's like and this is why we will have imperial stormtroopers that aren't clones anymore i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of like wrecks in these two episodes and there's a lot of like little easter egg and nods to past clone wars uh episodes so it's like those two episodes are great but we're at like episode eight now, and there's been like three good episodes that kind of are good and like they make they're interesting, but like pointing us in no direction to where this this story is going, which is fine, I suppose, but it's just like it's uh it's not really holding its weight. So I find the idea of the bad edge really cool, but Omega yeah. for me, Omega is is they have to know what the point of Omega is. Yeah. Like, I hope they just, just didn't create Omega for the sake of creating Omega. Like, what is the point of Omega? And that's, the, I mean, that's where they could really, I mean, the one thing with the anime shows, and I know Filoni has less to do with this, I believe, than like anything else, but they've always kind of like gotten better as time went on when they found their footing. Mm-hmm. It does kind of sound like the Bad Batch hasn't found that footing yet. I can't speak to it because I haven't seen it, but that's the, the vibe I'm getting is that people aren't really finding it found that footing but like you look at rebels the first season of rebels everybody hated it because they were mad at disney and everything but but it was like it was a children's show yeah and it was it was fine you're like okay this is fine it's for kids whatever then the second season you're like you're getting somewhere okay and then they had that mid-season trailer remember with maul yeah the green cross guy you know things are things are picking up and then season three ezra just killing people left right and center yeah, like it, it was a show that really got better, and then it ended, I think, right at the perfect time because it doesn't just keep go because you can they keep going, and at some point the problem with these characters is we know that where they pretty much end up, right? Like they can't go anywhere because they're not they're not big enough to be in the original trilogy of movies. These characters, so they have to somehow avoid. Even though they've kind of they've kind of made it to that heroine around during all that, she was just somewhere else, but they can't be a part of it. So that's my one thing. Like as soon as this show started, I was like, they have to have an end game with Omega, and I don't know if they've even teased that yet. Have they? I don't know. I'm trying to remember the trailer, like what they were even talking about this season. Well, I just mean like in the season, like is the season oh, gone? Zero. Like, There's... She's just a character. Yeah, and she like yeah. she can't just be a character because she's a clone of Jango Fett. Like yeah. it. Like and she's different. Then she was special in that first season. Like there was this big deal about how she was special and everything. That's my fear is that nothing's gonna come up from from that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's like it's sort of like she's developed as a character in the fact that like oh, 
I get what like I kind of get what's going on. I have a bow and arrow. I shoot at people and I'm like precocious and clever. But then there's always like this episode specifically was like, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Why is this happening? Oh, I'm sad because this person left. It's just like, it's like, I get it. But it's just like that really like, because Echo leaves to go with Rex somewhere the episode prior. So it's just like, I, I'm sure like she would be upset, but like, it's not like she's with like, four other clones right yeah four now that's three in her it's just like last season it was it felt like it was pointing towards her and hunter being like uh like uh like a tight thing and it's and it's still there but it's just like all of a sudden i'm sad because echo's gone it's like oh i didn't know you had a relationship specifically with just echo maybe it was like again i don't know it's just like it's sort of like I don't know where this show is going. I will continue to watch, but I don't know. Just like yeah, it, I'm all for hijinks. Don't get me wrong, but then make it about that. Make it about like we're all like, or no, it's like I'm big on like a storyline that is like there's a there's an end goal. Like you just ask. I'm like I don't know what the end goal is. It's like a different little thing they're on, and nothing really. Uh-huh. rolls into anything else like aside of like rex showed up and echo was gone and they stopped the empire it, slightly it's like i, I it's weird because i i you know i go on the twats and the twitters and look at the people saying it almost feels like they watch like people watch it because they have to watch it because it's star wars and like it's like they just have to watch it and get through. There doesn't seem to be like an excitement in the air so much for like a few people, obviously. I'm not saying everybody, but it just doesn't feel like there's that excitement. Like I had, like, oh, I can't wait for next week's Bad Batch. It's like, well, it's Wednesday, gotta watch Bad Batch. Yeah, exactly. Today. And I, and and I look at it and I just I'm always questioning like, who is this show made for? Because Rebels, <laughs> obviously, right away, Rebels was for kids. Whatever. Resistance was clearly for a younger generation, yeah. younger demographic. But Bad Batch, it's like, is it for the Clone Wars fans? Because I feel like it, it might not be. And you're saying hijinks, which I can see kids loving it, but it doesn't feel like it fits into like that, that like for kids so much. Like it's not pleasant on the eyes necessarily, you know, like Rebels. I know because that was the big thing with Rebels. We made it round. It's like, yeah, like round looks good. Mm. Like this is back to the Clone Wars style, which is great. But who is this for? And it feels like it might only be for Star Wars fans who have to watch every Star Wars yeah. thing that comes at them. There's not even like a lovable droid. Like there is in one episode, but there is no lovable droid with this crew. I guess that's definitely one of the things that's missing Star Wars trope wise. Like either, I mean, even if it's like an evil droid, if it's like somewhat quirky, like you'll love it. So. I, just, I don't know. It's I'm holding out for something better, but oh, though in this episode they have to go somewhere to get like this like mineral that could explode, but is expensive, so they could sell it on the black market or whatever. And while they're doing that, their ship gets stolen, and you see the person stealing the ship, and then they they're 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 you know shipwrecked or not shipwrecked they're they're like uh they're stuck there and then there's a storm coming that's a, a, a nightmare so they have to run <coughs> excuse me and uh 
they uh then they're like oh we'll we'll make it through it's like it's like oh we're a crew we had to learn how to be a crew again and we'll get our ship back and then like the episode ends you don't know if they they never track down the person but the person stealing it i was like i'm not saying it is but i was like oh is that hondo anaka you couldn't see the person's face so and I don't even think the hair was even remotely right, but I was like, "Come on, come on!" And then nothing. So it's like I want Hondo in live action. Oh, absolutely! But like I, I, he's been in, he's been in animation. Let's bring him in live action. He's got to cut. <laughs> it just it feels weird that we haven't got him yet. It's almost like if I really feel like it's been on purpose. <laughs> like we, like it's been on purpose that they haven't given us. Hondo in live action, like Cad Bane, but not Hondo. Who's in your theme park? Like, there's something going on there. Uh, do you want to go to the odds? Yeah, let's do it. Here we go. It's time for this little segment we like to call "Never Tell Me the Odds." Oh, the possibility of I never get out of field is blah blah blah. Never tell me the odds. That's our video. There's no video this week. We have technical difficulties on the video. Never tell me the odds brought to you, me, and everyone by patreon.com slash scum podcast. If you like what we do, why don't you come and support us in any way you can? Because we would greatly appreciate that. Because sometimes internet, sometimes phones, sometimes computers just stop working. And we have to broadcast from a hallway. So if you like what we do and you want to hear our voices talk about Star Wars ad nauseum, Come on down to patreon.com slash podcast and become one of the many few that we shout out every episode, like Heidi Fetter, executive producer, Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Randy Kenobi, Mary Kristen Aton, Jeff Wilson, Phil Staniforth, Rez, Scott D., Josh Price, Matt W., Frank Perkins, Neil Lowry, Cosmic Girl, Zero, Two, Gleek Play, One, Disney, Desi, Charlotte, Kayla Davis, Senators, and Dale Erdman. Boom. Dale, I'm going to email you, Dale. Uh, guess what? Today's odds brought to you by Patreon. Patreon. By the way, our top five today, Brock. Is that just Star Wars, or are we just going to do like the whole catalog of JW? I say we do the catalog of JW. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to do. Catalog? All right, fine. Here we go. Never first odd. Never tell me the odd. Andor will appear in the Babatch. I like it, but I don't know if it works um, just time wise. But uh, I'm gonna go thirty percent. Anything is what possible. If, what if he is Omega? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go twenty-one point seven five percent. I can't see that. Uh, it'd be quite kind of cool, like. Carry him over into that would be kind of neat because he won't be anywhere else live action. But I'm going to go very low. Uh, next odd, li- live action Kanan will appear in Ahsoka. We're going to get Freddie Prince Jr. Oh. portraying Kanan Jarrus in Ahsoka with Rosario Dawson. And I got to Google this because you know they've been in movies together, right? Like those two, Prince Jr. Rosario. Oh, Dawson. They've been in movies together. Come on. Down to you. That's Julia Stiles. That is Mal Rosario Dawson. Oh, wait. Is she in that? She might be in it. She's in it. She 
she plays she's in that movie there you go she's in down to you i haven't seen down to you but, but she's she's in it so so they have a history she have a history and uh so anyway well canon jazz appear in ahsoka tala i want to go 75 percent because i think that'd be great by the way the new sequel to i know you did last summer starring Frederick Jr. Jennifer, Jennifer Love Hewitt is in the works. <laughs> FYI, maybe they get Rosario Dawson in that. I'm going to go also, I'm going to go 70.5%. Got to make it happen, man. His voice is in cause, but I would love to see that live action, 100%. And I mean, the only, the, the, for me, you know what's weird, though, is is when, like, Ahsoka, they, they went with Rosario Dawson, but Bo-Katan, they went with... Uh, <laughs> the exact uh, person. Yeah, it's like it, you know, it, it's kind of because it, it's like they're back and forth. But Fabers Junior, I think, fits the mold perfectly. Yeah, for for that. And our final lot today: the first shot of Mando season three will be in space, just like the old Star Wars movies have been. I'm gonna go eighty-five percent. I think it, I think it's a good way to start it. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go full Brock on it. I think it would be I think if this was the last season, it's how you've gotta start it. Yeah. Um but I believe there's at least one more after this. I think they said there'd be four seasons, whether or not that changed, who knows? Mm. John Favreau. Oh, you probably got this in the news, so we won't go into that. Um yeah, so I'm gonna go full Brock on that one. I would absolutely love it. Yeah. Brock, you got the news? You know it. Hollow news. Da, 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 hollow news. Oh no, that's me. Da, da, da. Oh, this is a fail and a half. Da, 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 da. Hollow news. News you need to know right now. Star Wars Jedi Survivor is still a couple months away, but IGN has kept fans satiated with several tidbits, including nine minutes of gameplay. Now the outlet has confirmed speculation regarding one of the adversaries Kyle Kestis could be up against. The near-immortal species from Legends, known as the Jedi, are back. There we go. First appearing on screen in Gendy's, Gendy Tartakovsky's 2D Clone, Star, Clone Wars series. Many fans will know the name Dirge, but now their ranks will expand. The Jedi are... Con- are considered nearly unkillable due to their body composed of regenerative tentacles with a bo- with a body devoid of bones. They wear armor to resemble humanoid shape. They can live thousands of years, as already hinted at above in the video. The one more notable to Star Wars fans, the one most notable to Star Wars fans, Dirge, was one only killed when Anakin Skywalker had to force push him into a star. That, of course, is a legend story set during the Clone Wars. In canon, the Jendai are limited to Dirge's cameo in the pages of Dr. Afra. The only way the rogue archaeologist could stop him was to force him out of the airlock. So some fun, fun villain action coming your way in the new Jedi Survivor game. And some of you might have known this. Apparently, an English couple made news recently when they discovered a treasure trove of Star Wars memorabilia in a bag in their attic, including the original script, shooting schedules, and call sheets for Chewbacca actor Peter Mayhew who passed away in 2019. The couple approached Rydale auctioneers to sell the historic items at auction, but the announcement drew the attention of Mayhew's widow, Angie Mayhew. Tweeting from the Peter Mayhew Foundation account, Angie explained that the bag had been left behind due to Peter's movement difficulties, which made it hard for him to access the attic before they moved from the UK to the USA. 
Star Wars fans immediately started tweeting at the auction house, bringing Angie's sentiment and story to owner Angus Ashworth's attention. The items have now been pulled from the auction, with the couple who found them agreeing to donate them to the Peter Mayhew Foundation, provided the foundation doesn't plan to sell them. Angie, the foundation reportedly planned to add the documents to the Chewy Room, a building on Angie's father's ranch in Texas that already contains a collection of Star Wars memorabilia related to Peter Mayhew's iconic character. And celebration is still on the horizon. And of course, the celebrity list is growing. Added recently is Ewan McGregor, Ian McDermott, Andy Serkis, Billy D. Williams, Rosario Dawson, Gwendolyn Christie, Ming-Na Wen, and Junis Saitamo to just start the list. You know it's going to get a longer and longer as they go because they got four days to fill. And this has been your Hollow News. All about that news, Brockett. There's a cat. This is not a cat. Dusty. This is wicked. This is my Ewok companion. Hey, man, you said we made a life life pact that any this future is kid pets. Fisto. Kid Fisto. And any, and it's a cat. Oh, my God. Okay, here's the thing. The true story is we weren't actually supposed to keep this little cat. <laughs> so, like, when Anna was like, what do you want to name the cat? I was like, we're not keeping the cat. So she was like, well, then I'll name the cat. Uh, and then I added Rose to those. But like, yeah, this is Kit Fisto. How about that? Cool. Are you Kit Fisto? Are you Kit? It's on the, the podcast. It's canon now. It's, it's canon. It's canon. Kit Fisto. Kit Fisto's gone. She's just like, <laughs> like I am. I prefer Star Trek. <laughs> I'm a triple. Hey, where's she? And she's gone. She uh, was all over me during the holidays. It was weird. It was like she knew I wasn't on camera and like talking. And she's like, I'm gonna go jump on your lap. That's like working from home with her is actually the hardest because I, I send emails and they're just gibberish because she steps all over the keyboard. Okay, top five. Top five. What is the top five today? Top five. John Williams celebrated his birthday last week. I believe it was 91? Yeah, 91 that's crazy. Birthday. Uh, so we're going to do top five John Williams musical scores. Not... Star Wars all, but uh, he, he's known for Star Wars, and I'm sure Star Wars will make it on one of our lists. So this is the top five themes by John Williams, uh, who is, I mean, there's so many oh, yeah. that, that aren't on my list that probably should be, and I probably forgot some. Um, but I will say Hook and Harry Potter sound alike. All right, so <laughs> I'm going to go number five. This is going to surprise everybody because it's so low on the list, but it's my favorite movie. Jaws. Jaws is not if I've done it, done it, done it, done it. It's just, it's like the most simplistic piece, but it's the best, it's probably the most effective of them all in terms of what it does for the movie. So I'm going to go number five is Jaws. Do not know what it's called. I'm just looking it up now. Uh, the Superman March or Superman main theme, it opened, I think, all the Superman movies from the 80s. So da, 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 da. To become like notorious, I don't think there was that song before John Williams. I don't. The one I, from the Max Fletcher cartoons, the Max Fletcher tar cartoons, was very iconic as well. And yeah, John Williams. Um, if I was to do like a a back, which one I would preferred, I'm not sure which one I would go with. But he, but Superman by John Williams is my number four because it is freaking amazing. Nice. And actually, I yeah. play with uh, with Selena, my daughter. I go. Dun, dun, dun. And I, I, I sing her name into that theme, and Aaron's like, "Stop singing! You're breaking glasses." 
my uh <clears throat> my my list is gonna be mostly main themes uh my number four just because you know i love uh return of the jedi is gonna be ewok village theme or the ewok celebration rather uh, cause it was one thing in the yeah. original Return yep, of the yep. Jedi that changed. The the <laughs> yeah. When that, uh, them actually singing, uh, brings me great joy. Absolutely. I agree. I think most people agree with you, but my, mine are more like the movie themes. I went with the movie themes on mine. So my, oh, number, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what I did because I was like, otherwise it would be like dual the fates. Like it, it was, that would have been, for, I just, and I don't know the, the names of them. So I'm Superman, Superman. And my number three is uh, Jurassic Pork. The, the pig version of Jurassic, Jurassic Park. I love the music from Jurassic Park. I think it's great. Um, it uh, it's probably not as good as Superman, guys. But I think it, I really like Jurassic Park. So my number three is Jurassic Park. My uh, number three is Hedwig's theme, which is basically the opening theme for all the Harry huh. Potter movies. Because you'll uh, remember this when you get to my number one. It is iconic to the point that you hear that music and you're like, I'm ready. So it would be side by side with my number one, which is obviously a Star Wars song. But my second one is also Star Wars. That So it just sort of pushes it aside, but yeah. they are neck and neck. I love it. I love that music. But that is that's very similar to Hook. Watch Hook and it's very oh. similar to the music. Say your no, next no, one. No. I'm just going to get something. <laughs> my, number, my number two. My number two. Uh, and we're on a, a podcast, so this is going to seem awkward, but my number two is Star Wars. Star Wars is my number two. Uh, pick a theme from Star I'm going to go with the opening crawl theme from Star Wars. Obviously, that's the most iconic probably piece of music in history. Uh, probably even more so than my number one, but that is my number two because I love that one. But honestly, I think my favorite music in Star Wars is Tool of the Fates, because I, I think John Williams was like, Peak performance, John Williams in the prequels, but I—I I mean, the original trilogy is obviously fantastic. <laughs> so I'm going to go with that one, uh, not the Cantina, but I'm going to go with uh, Star Wars is number two. Back to my number three. You have one of these little music boxes that you can just buy at any convention. Oh it's my god! Modern one, but specifically, this is legit the song that, like, okay. you hear this and it's just like, oh, <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. Anyways, and there's so many variations of that in that song by Hedwig. My number two is Duel of the Fates because it's just. When it comes to my number one, like this is the one song that, like, I, I guess Imperial March should be in there, but for me, I'm like, no, nah, Duel of the Fates, like, uh, that was like so changing, life changing. So there was a music video. We were talking about yeah. that. Time. It like it was, it's, it's, it's a great piece of like Imperial March, the opening theme. Uh, Cantina, Imperial March, Duel of the Fates, uh, uh, maybe Across the Stars. Like those are like these Star Wars tracks. Ray's theme might come up in in years to come as one of them. It's I think that's still too new for it to be on there. I think that one has potential of, of all the new tracks to be on there. And my number one is uh, Indiana Jones. That's my number one. I love that music. Swashbuckle your way with a fedora and you're good to go. Dial of Destiny this summer. Can't wait. Bring it on. Saul is back. <laughs> My number one is Star Wars. Main title. <laughs> because there's nothing for me in movie history 
than sitting in a theater. The Lucas, the Lucasfilm logo comes Island. up. Silence. Maybe people applaud. It comes up, right? And then black. And it says, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Maybe people cheer. It depends what kind of theater. In. And then, bam! I know, like, John Williams doesn't have anything to do with the silence prior to that song. But I like to think that silence is part he of might. that. But he might though. That might have been part of like his shtick. Like when he yeah, went in right. to do the first one, he might have been like, "No, George, we're gonna keep this up." Maybe George Lucas said it. Maybe it was him. But he, you know, he could very well have been like, "We gotta keep that song." The impact. There's no opening title in the history of film, television, yeah. YouTube more powerful than Star Wars. None ever. It's an experience that like. It could happen over and over again, and it will never not be magical to me. I could watch Return of the Jedi in a theater every week for the rest of my life. And every time that happens, I'll stop what I'm doing. <sighs> Even when you I watch will, it at home, you're like, yeah! But I will say, like, I, I grew up watching them all on, on VHS and TV yeah. or whatever. And then when I saw a New Hope in the theater during those special edition in the 90s, that it was... It was a complete. It was like a completely different feeling. Like it was the same, but on like this grander scale. And you got like, I think it was a true like appreciation of just how that was. Because I think I took it for granted for uh, seventeen years or whatever, sixteen years of my life, yeah. whatever it was at that point. And just sitting in that theater with all of that, like people clapping, like you said, and then the silence, and then it just hits you in the face. Yeah. Like it, it's like Creed three. Let's plug it because they're they're a sponsor. They're not. It's like Creed, like punching you in the face, and you're just like, "Oh my god, this is the greatest intro in cinema history." Yeah, exactly. It's just like it's wild. It's wild that the one man made all of these songs, and we only listed like maybe a fifth of them. Like that's crazy. I didn't even go, I didn't go into songs. I just went with movies. And I think of all the other movies. I think like there's some like movies you're like, "Oh, that movie," but the music is so great. Like, "Oh, of course, it's John Williams." Like, I haven't seen Fablemans. I'm sure it's great in that. Oh, movie. yeah, Fablemans, yeah. Right? Like, uh, he didn't do Ready Player 1 though, which is amazing. But he did uh, you know, Schindler's List, Saving Private Ryan, all these movies that just Home Alone. Home How is that not on my list? Close oh, Encounters, Fiddler on yeah. the Roof. Home Alone, I will, okay, before, I saw, I should have put Home Alone on my list, I didn't even think of it. If it was Christmas time, I would have thought of it. <laughs> but Home Alone, I watched uh, the movie with a live concert, the Toronto Sympathy Orchestra. Sympathy, 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 sympathy I watched it in concert, Home Alone on a screen. And Brock, you know what the best part of that whole thing was? At one point, the projector stopped working and the screen went black. <laughs> and it was just it was just the orchestra playing and we all sat there and no one complained and we all just took in the music as its own thing for like it was like maybe three minutes tops right, right but it was amazing because his music is so good and that was amazing and it was also close to christmas so when it ended they did like a little christmas arrangement um and i'm biased but yeah home alone is fantastic yeah and it's just the, the list just goes on and on and on Crazy. So what a what a legacy. Like it's it's wild. <laughs> yeah, let us know what your top John Williams scores are in the comments to the side. All right, Brock, two hundred and seventy five. We're gonna wrap it up. 
Sorry, this took so long for us to start. Whatever. <laughs> a, a week, a week delayed, and then like a half hour on top of that. <laughs> but we got to do with it. We got we got to do it again next week. Two seventy six. Can you believe it's been two hundred and seventy six episodes of these things? And we I can't believe it. We missed like months at a time at one point. <laughs> We're still at 276 coming up. The 275 is in the books. I'm going to go get some sleep. Brock, how about you? Yeah, man. I am i don't know if you can hear it. I am fully sick, so I need to go to sleep. I thought yeah. so. You sound very much like a presenter. All right, I'll let you go. Everybody, thank you so much for watching. And Brock, you're cold. What's always scum? You're rebel scum, Harry. You're all wizard, babes. A space wizard. <laughs> hey, scumbags. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.